0: All right, we are back with episode um, seven of Divine Discussions. And we wanted to follow up this week. Well, of course, last week was Valentine's Day and uh, we had our single and saved conversation. So we wanted to follow up, follow it up with this week with a marriage conversation. So this will be part one. And then next week we'll have part two with a uh I guess a younger couple, but today we wanna have a conversation with a more seasoned couple to get their perspective on uh, marriage today. So um Joe, can you pray us in real quick?
1: Sure. Lord, we thank you for yet another time to gather on this podcast, Lord, to reach someone, anyone, Lord God. We thank you for I guess that they were able to be here, that they We'll have some things as well, Lord God, for the viewers and that we continue to minister anyway we you know how, as we do not know who we're reaching, but we really reach, reach one, that this will be a good discussion and will be fruitful in Jesus name. Amen.
0: All right. Amen. Um, I don't have a scripture today, but if you are coming in, please like and share um, the stream so that we can, of course, as always, reach as many people as we can. Um, so again, we are having the marriage hour and this will be part one. And we have the great uh, pastor <laughs> and Bishop Holly joining us today <laughs> as our special guest. And um, like again, like I said, we want to get um, some seasoned saints on to give their perspective on our topic today. So um, the first question that I had for them or for all of us, Um, is it better to marry than to burn? And we know what the uh, (laughs) the scripture says. And the scripture reference was actually uh, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 8 through 9. And I'll go ahead and put it up on the screen here. And it says... Um, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide, even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is be- better to marry than to burn. And again, that's First Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verses 8 through 9. So I wanted to get everybody's uh, perspective um, on... On the scripture, is it better to marry than to burn? And anybody can start it out. And what does that scripture actually mean? Or well, what do we think it? What do we think it means? Yeah. Well, I'll Bishop is. I'll Bishop go the camera.
2: There you know. Um. Well, I don't have the scripture pulled up. I know you just pulled it up, Ayana, <laughs> but um. Because I wanted to. Sometimes you have to look at. Well, you do always should look at the context of the scripture, um, and around the surrounding scriptures. Because you said, "What does it mean?" But as far as for better and better <laughs> to marry than to burn, um, it, it's it's a it's a tricky question to act, to answer. Um, I'm not married as of yet, but I don't think you should just jump and marry somebody because you're burning. Um, If you are going to, just keeping it real, if you are going to marry because you're burning, I would would assume, uh, hopefully it's at least something that you, someone that you have a relationship with and you've grown to love, or you know that you can grow to love. Um, Because marriage is something that I think sometimes as a society, we take very lightly. Um, And biblically speaking, it is not something very light. So burning is is something that can last for a moment or a season. Um, I'm sure, I mean, there's times when you might not just keep, I mean, I'm not married again, but you might not always do it or get it like you want to in your marriage. And you may have a time when you want it in your marriage and you're not getting it like you want to. So I'm going to have to say that I would tell somebody that no, it is not well, I'm not going to say, um, I don't know what the scripture exactly is saying. So I hope that the pastors can come back and really, um, break down that scripture the way I have always heard it. Cause you know, like God's word be true and every man be a lie. Um, the way I have always heard it is, oh, well it's better to marry than to burn as in we're discussing it. But <laughs> I think you have to, you, you want to choose very wisely on who you're going to be marrying because you're burning. Um, because marriage <laughs> is a commitment, <laughs> seriously, marriage is a commitment and, um, it, I'm not telling you to just go out and fornicate, you know, continuously with one person or various or a numerous amount of people. But that's what I would have to say. Just to, I don't think you just jump and marry. And I'm not saying you have to jump. You could think about it. If you're marrying me because you're burning, then let's let's dial it back. Oh man, let's think about a little bit farther.
3: I I I I totally agree, and that's really what Paul was even. You know, sharing um, also that um, it's better to deal with the pressure or the desire than to deal with something unhappy. Um, you're right. Some things are being transparent. Some things are just for a season. And I do feel, and you all may, may can speak along with me, uh, before I got married, And I got married at the age of 49. I was engaged before. Um, But in some cases, I didn't see a whole lot of happy people. Um, (laughs) I, I saw a lot of people that was dealing with it. And in some cases, I really feel that there may, like you said, could be a season that you're going through that you know who you are, you know your body, you know the times. uh, uh, we, we women, we, we go through different changes and we know the times that we go through our changes. So those are times when you have to learn your body, learn, uh, how our, our body ticks different from a male, uh, the things we go through, we go through the menopause stage, we go through the menstrual stage. So these things sometimes hype some things up and, Um, you have to know your body. You have to know your mind. You have to know um, still in all of this, what you need in your life, because some things have happened because of the burning times. And then sometimes people are not happy. Um, This, this, the flesh is a part of marriage, but it's not everything. It's not the whole concept of the marriage. Um, So you have to, be very careful with that as well, and deal with those um feelings and know those times or months or days or whatever when it gets tougher because we go through that and and men go through the same, you know in their own way. but I, I totally agree. I think that there should be a prayerful mind state, but not not to jump in just because deal with it. Pray about it. Get, you know, involve some other things in your life that can be enjoyable, that can help balance that uh, until you feel yourself kind of calm down and, and back to normality, to some areas of your emotions. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I was muted. Anybody else? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, I came in on the tail end. I was checking something. Can you repeat that again?
0: Um the question is um is it better to marry than to burn? Of course like we were saying, you know that's kind of what the scripture says, but um there's many different circumstances where a lot of people get into marriages um for the wrong reasons. So, is is the scripture right in this context, or what does that scripture actually even really
4: mean? Um, of course, of course, we know the scripture is right. The scripture is right. But if we look at it in the context of of the scripture, mm-hmm. he at, he's actually saying it's better to stay single.
3: Right, the sexual pressure.
4: <laughs> If you know, if we look at the the verses ahead of it, uh, he's—I think—verse six. He he does say that this is I and not the Lord. You know how Mm we always the Lord, the Lord. But Paul makes a distinction, which is good when he's (coughs) speaking versus a command from the Lord. But in verse six, he said, "But I speak this by permission and not of commandment, for I would that all men were even as I myself. But every man have his proper gift of God, one after this manner." And another after that mm-hmm. and so he's saying him being single he would admonish everyone to stay single mm-hmm. but you know what's funny is is i don't know um everybody but a lot of i heard a preacher say one time or a person say one time all the single folk many of the same put it this way many of the single folk want to get married and many of the married folk want to be single <laughs> <laughs> so- like, yeah, it's like no matter what state you're in, the grass always looks greener on the other side. side. And but Paul is, I believe, saying here that in his own advice, it would be better if you can contain to, to stay single or by yeah. as he is, That's as a single far as for the Lord, because as a single person, you can offer yourself much more, mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. But he said, but if you cannot contain, which is nothing wrong with that. If you cannot contain and you have desire to have a mate or have, a, um, uh, uh, be in relationship mm-hmm, and have mm-hmm, a mate, mm-hmm. then he said it would be better to marry than to burn. Than to burn in passion, lust, mm-hmm. and also, as we used to talk about years ago, burn in hell, you know,
3: And it the sexual he was, it to the he was sharing how the sexual pressure is not the best mode of getting married.
4: Right. The sexual right.
3: pressure is not the best motive in getting married.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. But but it is it is one of the things that can um cause people to desire to yes. get married. And and because yes. we're human and you have natural desires, mm-hmm. but if you're not able to contain those desires and put yes. them under subjection, then it would be get better married. to to desire a mate. Yeah. So that you could satisfy
3: mm-hmm. those and, desires. Yes. Mm-hmm
4: so the question question, is it better to marry than to burn I would say yes that's what Paul is saying but keep in mind he was encouraging the saints those that Mm -hmm. were single to continue in your singleness Mm -hmm. and enjoy your singleness
5: I agree um, with Pastor Holly (laughs) Um, and I think it's important that we, we pay attention to that and we take that we just don't jump into Getting married for sexual pleasures because you can be single and satisfied and then get married and be miserable. Um, so it's important to know the difference on why you're doing certain things. Um, and I think that in this, yes, it's be- better to marry than married in the barn because those same sexual sins can send you right to hell, um, but also have a desire that when you are seeking to marry, you're marrying for the right reasons and not just right. for the temporary. Um, pleasures of your flesh because if you don't have a lot of other things of the subjection that temporary pleasure is not going to keep you.
4: that's true exactly exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
5: absolutely
0: exactly. so um, kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying um, in regards to you know getting married for specific reasons or for reasons outside of you know the way I guess that God designed it for it to be mm-hmm. um how can we discern when something is God sent or God approved? Um, A lot of times we will hear a lot of, a lot of people um, say, you know, it was a match made in heaven or God put us together or whatever like that. And then they end up getting divorced. So was it God sent? Was it you? What was going on? How can you uh, know or discern when, you know, your relationship or your marriage or your engagement is God sent or approved by God?
3: Well, I would, I think one of the areas that um, you must realize that God gives us a will um, and we have to accept uh, the true humanity of each other. There is no perfect individual in spite of of how much Holy Ghost that we have uh, could be personality or goal uh, desires or whatever, that could be a challenge. But I think to get a level of satisfaction that the approval of God is upon your marriage is when you can measure your, your actual desires and goals very closely. Um, and the main things that, that would structure and keep a relationship structure, number one, your relationship with God, um, really identify this is who we are. And this is what we build our foundation on is noticing the, the, the common denominator is, is really pretty much the same with each other that's a foundation. Your goals um, that you have are very similar. Um, Your dreams, your desires, Um, even some of your past have similarity in some ways that you can relate. I feel that acknowledging some of these areas that God gives us the wisdom to um observe would give you a rest in your spirit that he had something to do with it um there's days when you could feel that you know this was a match made in heaven and and sometimes every day you may not can settle in conversation well or or you know have the best, (laughs) best, let's say the the peaches are not as fresh on the the cake every day. (laughs) But the common denominator is Christ. Your similarities, your desires, your goals, they're not off. And I believe where some people have gone astray is pushing the override button and some things the Lord will show you. I've heard people say, oh, I can work with that. I can work with that. And that they there's some major, yeah, I can change it first. You can't. You can't. Um, So not pushing the override button and allowing uh, the things that would please God. I mean, it pleases God. The scripture even talks of unity. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is to dwell, dwelling together, unified. It releases a blessing. So holistically, we want to make sure that the common things that could keep the link tight, you know, now, now some things may be, uh, you know, lighter that you can, you you can deal with that is not what you would call a major issue. You can, you can kind of, you can kind of work with that. You know, you, you might like more cheese on your cheeseburger than I do, or you, you know, you. You don't move your glass off the table. Well, that can bother you, but that may not be a major major issue that you can't work through. So I'm thinking that the common things that God gives you, people say marriage leap in the dark. I don't feel. I feel that God really, when you're in tune with him in your prayer life of what you need, he will show you. And it's up to you to decide. Um, But the common things uh, I think have the same equality to it. I, I believe you can you can you can accept the fact that God has smiled upon it and has some approval with it. yeah And your bishop?
4: Yes, um, in agreement with pastor as well, and and piggyback. And piggybacking, I I also feel you know the question is how can you discern when it is God sent slash approved? Um. If you if you are striving to please God and, and live a godly life and honor God in your relationships, um, the Bible says, um, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And so I believe when our spirit is in tune and lined up with God and his word, then we begin to delight in the things that pleases God. And so when even ask, asking for a mate or praying about a mate, um, I personally believe there's certain things you ought to, that you, it's nothing wrong with desiring in your mate. Everybody's different, but there's certain things that you like and certain things that you don't like that you may ask God to give you. And when, when that person comes and makes their presentation, if it's uh, definitely from God, first of all, they'll be in line with his word as far as going to the next level is concerned. They'll line up there as well as it'll be some of the things that you desire. You know, the scripture says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and, and uh, say, for instance, but just because two people are saved still don't mean they're equally yoked. It's like pastor was saying earlier about having some of the same goals and some of the same, you know, going, going in the same direction. So two people can be saved, but going in totally different directions directions and have (laughs) different goals and desires in life. So, I believe that you would want someone that's headed in that direction that you're heading in and, and asking God for certain specific things. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, especially if you're uh, trying to honor him and please him. And the scripture says, if you delight yourself in him, he will give you desires of your heart. And so when that person comes, they will have many of those things, if not all, of those things that you've been asking for Mm -hmm. that you've been, and plus be in line with the word of God. Don't override that. Um, You know, they gotta be coming from God. That don't mean they're perfect. don't mean it don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, but that they love God. The older folk used to tell us, my pastor used to say this years ago, if you love God and she loves God, y'all can make it. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I do it's always true, but that, that is true. But but if you love, really love God, and we both love God and headed in the same direction, some same goals mm. and know and, and compatible, mm-hmm. then it can be God sent. One last point on that one, one last note. Um, you hear people talk about, um, what's that? Um, they, they say um, that we, we were a um, match, not so much a match, match made in, in heaven, heaven. heaven,
0: but say I said a match made in heaven.
4: A match made in heaven, but it was something else. Um, Soulmates. Oh, okay. is, that, is that what they call it? Soulmates. Mm-hmm. I, I used to um do a teaching or, or study from, from, from this family book. And one of the, the minister that shared in that, he, he brought out a point that he didn't really believe in um, soulmates per se. He said, and I shared this with Pastor when we were dating. He said, it's millions and millions of folk that you could definitely be compatible with. He, he, but he was. his point was that you ought to line up with the word of God and and, and make that choice and make that decision about who you want to be with. But as far as if you're the only one, he said, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. He said there are millions of people all over the world that you could uh, uh, um, hook up with and have a great marriage and a great life. But ultimately, when I met Sandra, she's the only one for me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But yes, you can discern them through the word of God. And also if you're striving to please God and live in a godly life, I personally believe they will have many of the things that you've been asking God for.
0: And one of the things that you um, said in the scripture was um, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So you really have to think of what you're Desire actually is, and you just Mm -hmm. your desire shouldn't just be about the looks. (laughs) So, God, Mm -hmm. I want Him to be uh, too light skin with Mm great teeth. Well, can He (laughs) actually pray for you? You know, when things get tough, can He, you know, pray for you when you're sick? Pray for you, you know, (laughs) in different situations. So it goes beyond that. So, um, like I was saying in a previous um, discussion, you know, we ought to pray specifically and strategically about the things. That we want from God. Um, anybody else? We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. On that, on Hi, that last else? note,
4: what you just said. or that last note, what you just said, I like that. And I, I used to always uh, uh, tell the young ladies as well, is don't be shy away just because they may not look the way you want them to look initially. <laughs> it's, he works hard, he saves his money. He loves God. With you in his life, you can give him some flufferization. <laughs> not always. <laughs> you can help fix him up.
3: <laughs> not always. <laughs> Sometimes he just
4: needs that woman's touch, His that woman's touch. But looking for those things, like you were saying, he's committed, he's faithful, he loves God. You know, he might not keep a tight haircut. He might not wear the best clothes. But when you there, you can help all that, that part out, that part out. All <laughs> right.
3: But I, I say this, you, you still have the right to like what you like. Yes. I, I feel, you know, they used to tell me, don't worry about, well, I didn't want a Herman monster. And, and I was filled with the Holy ghost. You know uh, he saved though. He got the Holy ghost and he's Herman monster. You know, he doesn't keep this stuff. He doesn't No, there, there are, there were some specifics also physically Yeah, that I wanted. I just didn't want a man that just loved God, had the Holy ghost and, didn't want to take care of self. The word flufflerization. we made that up, you know, fluff them <laughs> up a little bit. Everybody don't want to be fluffed up. But, so there has to be, it's all right to to want that physical attraction too. Um,
4: That's true. That's true because you want to be attracted to that person, uh, whoever it is. And you if, know what if, I mean? if
3: you're a neat you need, person. You need to
4: be attracted to them.
3: Yeah. If you're a neat person and you, you may like... Um, Person that smell nice a person that's well groomed keep his keep you know keep the hair nice cut nice their, their fingernails are clean amen you know they want to look like they scrape in the ground and you know you then they want to hug you no Here's the Holy Ghost no you know um clean your nails you know keep your keep yourself um that's right it it, it has um we froze there. It has an attraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we froze there. It has an attraction and it's all right. I, I just think that uh sometimes people would make us feel like uh I, I had experience one time where people were saying, Oh, you two, can you all hear me okay? Because I, I yeah, we, we can hear you. Okay, people would say, Oh, Sandra, you know, you might be a little too choicy. No, I didn't feel that I was. <laughs> um, so somebody told me about a brother they wanted to introduce me to and he had like um six kids and um it i mean for me i personally i didn't have any children i had never been married so i would prefer (laughs) to not have (laughs) someone with six kids no offense to him no offense but i knew that that was going to come with a lot of understanding time sharing uh, financial a lot a lot because they were young kids um so i don't i don't feel people should just you know say well y- you know like you're saying just because he's not light or dark right. or bright, that those things are minor but you want somebody that's cute you want somebody that's clean would not
4: that you attract to, that yeah, you can be attracted. Yeah, whatever, that you everybody's be, not attracted to the same thing. But well, you need to be attracted. Something to
3: attract, right. Need mean, to be
4: attracted, right? Huh? I mean, be Him being handsome
3: doesn't mean that it could be handsome in another way. It could be handsome how he carry himself or how well he groomed or something. So, I I would hate when people would just make you feel like you should just, you know, accept whatever because right. they're saved. That's fine. But does that take away the fact that I don't have the right? to like what I like, but I'm not stuck on the fact if they're not six feet or, you know, this exactly dark. right, exactly like that. Um, but have some type of attraction because I'm gonna be looking at you and you're gonna be looking at me and I would like to smile. <laughs> so Bishop,
0: uh, your uh, camera froze up. So I don't know if you wanna um, go back out and come in. Okay. All right. Um, Anybody else? How can we tell when it's, you know, God sent
5: or God approved? Is, when something is God sent, it bears fruit. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes farmers, when they plant seeds, they don't return anything. It's a duh. Like either it was too cold or it was too high that season. And it was a duh. And I believe that when something is God approved or God sent, there is fruit, there is evidence. And I think Bishop, Bishop, it's so gonna. Crack. I don't want people that have issues because then a, a, a lot of society is they don't agree with or got a prove We're not just switching ball and he. Yeah, um, and
0: that she, it's all that makes sense. All right. It's your internet. Sis. Anybody else? Um, I just think that
1: it will be easy. Um, and when I say easy not like you're not going to have no type of issue at all because you are two different people trying to come together and you have different backgrounds and likes and whatever like that. So you you may have a disagreement here and there, but I don't believe it should be a struggle. Um, I also believe that things will mesh. Like, you're not going to, or you shouldn't rather, find yourself being a whole new person for whoever this person is. Like, it's just going to mesh. Like, two pieces of a puzzle like he is soft-spoken and I have a high raging temper it matches and they'll be cool each other you know what I mean like different characteristics like that I don't believe that it should be a strain or strenuous like love is not supposed to be hard (laughs) so when I hear people like saying things like oh yeah everybody got them problems no you got them problems (laughs) you speak for yourself and you don't speak that over me you know (laughs) So, and I think because it's such a norm in society that you're supposed to have these big, long, drawn-out struggles all the time, then people enter into relationships or marriages or whatever thinking, okay, that's going to be my portion too. And guess what? You don't spoke that over your marriage. And guess what? That's exactly what you're going to get. So I, 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 that's really my opinion on it. Like, I just believe that having that ease is at least a part of, I'm not going to say that's the whole thing, but a part of how you would know that this person is got sent along with things saved and all the you know the preliminaries
0: right uh because we did have a, a comment by Ricky as well <laughs> and Charlene got a question sister Charlene. okay so I'll just
2: go quick <laughs> I j- I mean I agree with what everything Nijoel said um the thing that kept coming up in my mind is like one thing that my pastor um, pastor Blake always says I hear him say is um, God's blessings bring no sorrow and he typically says that in regards to marriage and it was I didn't I didn't know if we were talking about like once the marriage is already in but like Nigel was saying she kind of put it explained best what I meant by saying God's blessings bring no sorrow it's gonna mesh together like two two peas and a pie is it two peas or three peas every many peas you got <laughs> two three four five six y'all all gonna mesh Um, and you won't really have that many, uh, bigger, you know, it's just, it'll work. That's how, you know, I mean, you'll just work for each other. You know, it won't bring sorrows, not, you know, like you won't argue or have fuss, you know, fight or whatever, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So we had a,
0: um, comment that someone asked a question. Can you court someone out of the apostolic faith? Anybody can go and give their opinion. (laughs)
2: I felt like somebody else was getting ready to talk before I said, who was that? Okay. Me go ahead. Okay. Um, I won't even, let's not even, you know, being that the word apostolic for my knowledge and everybody can correct me comes from the apostles doctrine. So let's just say that we don't deal with the word apostolic at all. Let's go, let's take it down to the meat and the potatoes. Um, most people that have the apostolic faith, to my knowledge, believe that you are baptized in Jesus name and you are filled with the Holy ghost. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not trying to call anybody out who's listening or who will listen to this, you know,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: based on the word of God, that is what you do. So in the meat and potatoes. Now, when you ask for dating somebody or courting someone that is not apostolic faith, well, I think the question is, well, what is their faith? Because just mm-hmm. as the questions or the question, the prior question was, um, and how we just explained, you know, the troubles that you might run into, and this is that in the third, if they don't have your meat and potatoes and they just got the broccoli and the carrots, then it's not really going to work because you need a full course meal. So I would say go to the root of what are their beliefs, um, because one thing that I have grown to learn in maturing in my faith and in the way I believe is that just I mean, and I've heard this even younger just because you have, oh, apostolic. Faith, uh, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, our Apostolic faith, baptized in Jesus' name, up and on your church. Somebody else can have another name, and they they believe the same thing that you believe. So yeah, it was now yeah. for me is what's going on with your meat and potatoes, and what I mean by that is what's going on on the inside of that individual. Yes, what is going on with their beliefs? Because if they believe something completely different than you, then all of those all of those tr- troubles that Njoe just listed is more than likely going to happen if you are continuing to date this person and then y'all become married. And that's what Pastor Holly was saying. Earlier, I believe it goes back to the being unequally yoked because you can be unequally yoked and have the Holy Ghost. But y'all are y'all really going to be out there because if they don't believe in a basic principle of what keeps you the keeps you the way you want to be kept, then they can't be. They don't even have. They can't be kept at all. Um, yes. So it goes down to what they believe, um, yes. what they have in them, what's on their plates. If they just got the vegetables or they got the vegetable, the meat, the diet coke with it, mm-hmm. what they have all together on their platter. So that's what I would say to anybody. Um, that mm-hmm. that. even in myself they can say non-denominational they you can say whatever you can say jesus died on the cross for my sins that's you mm-hmm. can say whatever you want to say but what let's talk about the meat what are you what are your beliefs when it comes to right. your walk with christ yeah. so i think that should be your starting point and that's always going to be your ending point
3: mm-hmm. because
2: you're going to need that all throughout your relationship that so, is so true um, she
0: saying. said the, she said the person is father son and holy ghost um, I'm going to let the pastors go ahead and you know, <laughs> deal with that one. <laughs> so is it wrong to date someone who is, you know, like uh, uh, believes
2: in like Baptist basically? Well, wait a minute. I'm uh, Before I let the pastors go respectfully, <laughs> I'm, I can answer that one. I'm going to say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put right and wrong on this one. Cause I feel like this is a sensitive topic and I don't want anybody listening to say, well, they right. said this or they said that, but it's still down to your meat and potatoes. Because I read in the word that says baptize in the name of Jesus. Um, so I then I don't know what your belief is. Uh well, yeah, I do know I think I know what your belief is now. I <laughs> see the comment, but I think it goes down to your meat and potatoes. I I, I think it goes down to you as an individual. Um, uh, but I am gonna let the pastors handle it, like I said. But I still want to <laughs> be like, Well, yeah, I can answer that because no, it's still your meat and potatoes are not right. Your meat's done, and yours is well done, and theirs is rare. So I think that you should really, you know, if it's whoever the individual is not saying it's you, you could be asking this question just to know. I'm not sure I ask questions just to know as well. I like to be in a know. But I, if that's a tricky one, that's a touchy one, because we talking about the word of God. There is no wiggle room. My friends always know I say it doesn't matter what your opinion is. If the word of God says it, then it's right all by itself, baby.
3: I have to agree with you because I learned a lot through um, my growing up in ministry and again like you say we're not here to offend anyone so i'm gonna i'm gonna walk very lightly with this um in my years of growing up i i was raised in the apostolic church and that's all we knew at the time um we did we the, the teaching was no one else was saved besides us um as years went by and i began to grow um, in some areas of ministry where I begin to have the, the blessing and the opportunity to serve different areas. I found that, as you said, um, in some areas, we have held the title, but the meat and potato part, um, that believing the apostolic or believing the apostle doctrine in the, the book of Acts. And many follow that we have discredited because they didn't have the actual name. Um, Wherein I think it would take with the two difference of denominational or doctrinal rather belief, if you're at a crossroad of not agreeing on the doctrinal, that is something that you definitely want to deal with before you embrace it. Um, holistically, because it can be a problem with the relationship. And, and so knowing that what you know, what you, what you understand the word and believe in truth of the word of the apostle doctrine, if you come to that place where you are not on the same page with that, that, that is, again, one of the common common areas that you really have to make certain that you have agreement. agreement on, because now you're talking about coming together. You're talking about raising a family and you're talking about your worship. So I would, I would suggest, I would suggest that the individual that's in that situation would really pray about it and have conversation with that person and try to get Um, more clarity or understanding of where they are. Um, Maybe there could be a misinterpretation of some things that maybe can be cleared or understood before you want to pursue, because that can be a wall by having different uh, doctrinal beliefs um, that, that could really challenge, challenge your relationship. It it really can. Mm -hmm.
4: Yes. I, I, Totally agree. Totally agree.
3: Did
0: anyone else want to comment before we go to um, Sister Sherlene's question? So, <laughs> her question was: um, Is it law? Uh, when is it lawful in God's sight? Um, is it true that only the only way to remarry is when one spouse has paths or are there any other circumstances and when? Basically, are there any other circumstances in when you can uh, remarry according to the scripture or in God's sight?
3: Get ready to get us in trouble with some of these things. <laughs> 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 <I> was... <Woo. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't
0: on the plan, but Give whatever they me trust.
4: <laughs> scripture and, and put it in its right place. Under the old covenant, there was, there was divorce and, um, but Jesus, when they brought it to Jesus, Jesus said, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses gave, uh, told them to give a bill of divorce. But he said in the beginning, it was not so. In the beginning, God made them male and female and therefore shall father leave his mother and be joined to his wife and they too shall be one flesh. But most of it, he said, because of the hardness of our heart or their heart. Now, in the New Testament, during Jesus' time, and if you keep in mind when Jesus was ministering, he was Old Testament. The New Testament didn't come in effect until after Jesus uh, died and rose again, and then the apostles began to um, facilitate the, the 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 new covenant. The new covenant. Um. Under Jesus, what Jesus said um, was because of adultery or fornication, unlawful sexual activity was one of the only things at that time. It wasn't just dying, but if there was unlawful um, sexual activity, a person had had legal rights or biblical rights Mm -hmm. as far as um, to, to divorce, but only they could be remarried only in the Lord. And later, Paul picked it up in the New Testament and, and where we're at in Corinthians, he had to deal with some things a little more sensitive because the old covenant was primarily to the Jews, to the Hebrews, and, and they were already in covenant. Now you, you're coming together and you have um, saved and unsaved people that are married, but they didn't start off that way. One was unsaved, they both was unsaved and one got married. I mean, I'm sorry, and one got saved. And now there's a conflict in their relationship because the saved is trying to honor God and do what's pleasing unto the Lord. The unsaved is still living a heathen, <laughs> you know, living an ungodly life. And so Paul told him, if the unbeliever depart, a brother, a sister was not under bondage in such cases. Now you had many churches that didn't go by that, so to speak, but that's New Testament. Paul said, if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. But he said, "I say this, and not the Lord." So he was given his opinion, as as being a um, apostle of the Lord and having uh, the will of you know knowing the will of God. So, is there certain grounds? I believe in Scripture there are certain grounds, mm-hmm. but the objective is to to um, stay together. Then another mm-hmm. scripture scripture said that if. Um, one be saved and the other one's not. Don't let him put his way as wife, but but the unbeliever is sanctified by the believing husband, or the believing wife is sanctified. The believing husband is sanctified by the believing wife, and vice versa. Y'all know you know the story I'm talking about. So he said, let him let him dwell. But then that's when he said, but if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. But I would say to whatever. Uh, church you're a part of, the ministries you're a part of, get with your pastors and, and have that discussion, that discussion.
0: Okay. I just want to have y'all, you know, give your um, input or not input rather, but your knowledge on that question. So um, the next question that I have are, what are some things that um, we should work on or that anyone should work on as they are waiting on the Lord for marriage. Because a lot of times what we see is um, individuals will get into a relationship or into marriage and they have a lot of baggage or things that they're dealing with um, internally, mentally, um, emotionally that they haven't dealt with, um, things from their childhood, things of, you know, from their past that they haven't dealt with, anger issues and things like that. So when they get into the marriages, um, that's when everything kind of of comes out. Um, So that's, You know, you may find out now everything was good when y'all were dating and then you get married and then he now he's abusive or now she is um, verbally abusive or, you know, different things. So how can we what are some things that we should work on as we're, you know, in our single stage um, to, you know, then prepare us for marriage?
3: You, you know, well, person. I I think the greatest the, the greatest thing you said it Ayana uh, is yourself. That is the greatest thing um because the, uh people said they used to say years ago uh, 50-50 makes a good marriage but your aim your aim is 100 and 100. Your aim is to to be the best that you can be. Like you're saying dealing with with um old issues, dealing with some of your own uh, hurts, dealing with even your own finances, um, some of the things that could be baggage because it's each person um, want to present their best. And their best doesn't mean that you're perfect, but the best is that you've taken time to look at yourself, look at your emotions, all five elements of you, your your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and social. Those are five areas. Sometimes we don't get along with people, but we want a spouse. You know, mentally, we we need some help. Emotionally, we've been hurt. Physically, we're not happy with certain things of ourselves. And spiritually, you know, we can be in areas of challenge. So those five areas, those five areas, your financial status, I think would be one of the, it, it's the greatest thing that you can focus on for you. What are you presenting? What are you giving? Um, God is going to bless you uh, as you give yourself as what he, and as how he would align you to align yourself, to present yourself as a spouse. Um so you, you must take accountability of your own. Um, Sometimes we had areas of our generational where uh, maybe some didn't get along and all that. Well, make up in your mind that's not going to be me. <laughs> mm. uh, you're not fussing every day. You're not mad every day. You're not holding on to a whole lot of businesses. This uh, bitterness that's a part of our social element of ourselves. So you hit it on the head. I would have to agree with working on yourself in those five or six areas of element. I'll add that finance because sometimes we would we could come with some, wow, wow, there's someone now, you know, and, and they have like thousands of dollars of debt, like, <laughs> whoa. And those things can challenge. They can challenge a relationship. They, they really can because nobody is their bank. Uh, but those are areas where, um, you know, when when I met my husband, I I had I had come into I had some debt before I met him, and um, through the years, you know, just being single, I, the Lord took good care of me, and uh, I had my own place, had a little cool, nice little cool place, you know, drive a nice little cool car, and you know, would try to look real cool and young every day, all that. I was still saved, you know, but. Through the years, I had encountered some bills and things like that, but I always paid my bills. But when I met my husband, um, I was at a area where I needed to really bring some things down um, because I didn't want to come into the relationship with a whole lot of baggage financially. And the Lord blessed me; He blessed me, and I don't I don't mind sharing it. I was in about oh, about twelve thousand dollars. I was in about a $12,000 of debt where I had accumulated a lot of things when I was really trying but I was taking care of my bills. Mm-hmm. But the Lord blessed me that when I got married, I had paid all of that down to about $4,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I wasn't coming with good gracious, you know. And <laughs> so that was a part of the element of me, those elements of uh, that that we had to work on. Mm-hmm. Anybody else?
1: Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, that's actually what I was thinking as well <laughs> about yourself. Um, because I think a lot of times there's a kind of misconception like people see someone that they desire and maybe know that person's preferences and feel like, okay, I have to do this, this, and that to line up with what this person wants. Where in actuality, you should be lining up yourself for whoever is the right person. They will come along. Like You don't have to say I'm gonna do XYZ so Brother Johnny likes me or whatever like that. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end, when you think about it, you're losing your identity to fit someone else's picture of the perfect mate. And you're not even gonna be happy yourself. Maybe temporarily because oh you got their attention now. But as time goes on, you're gonna be like, I don't even like living like this. So I don't even like who I've become, you know. And I think people oftentimes forget that or don't realize that and really and truly. It's about the best you, not the best you for somebody else, but just the best you as God wants you to be. Uh, I think people just need to, you know, learn that and remember that. And you're going to click with somebody else like that likes you just as that. Um, And also, of course, you know, lining yourself up with the word because I think a lot of times people say, well, I'm being myself, but yourself is nasty and rude or something like that. Um, <laughs> you have to, like, be a good yourself, like, not just, you know, <laughs> anybody. Um, when, when you have that as well, like, yeah, the right one will see you, and y'all will find that match, and, you know, you'll a
0: That is a big, a big thing. You will lose your identity trying to fit into somebody else's um, criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to <laughs> what we said before, is it God sent? If it's God approved and God sent, you don't have to do any of that. It's, you know, so, um, anybody else?
4: I, I totally agree. Um, I, I think one of the things also is going before God and asking him to show you, you, mm-hmm. um, sometimes, you know, we think we look all right. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. I, you know, some things we acknowledge, but just like the, as, as, as sister said, um, lining up with the word and God's word is mirror and really being open and honest with ourselves and seeing how we look on the mirror spiritually as well as, as, well as physically and striving to, to focus on those areas because you want to bring something to the table. You don't want to be, uh, sometimes people are looking for a mate to complete them, but you are already complete in him in your singleness. You know, a mate is not going to make you complete, so to speak. But being complete, healthy and whole, even in our singleness and and working on those areas and being honest in the areas we need. And sometimes having a good friend, a friend that can be um, tell us the truth about ourselves. You know, man, you need to you need you need to, you know, you need to tighten up in this area. You need to do thus, thus and so, you know, a real friend will tell you the truth, even though it may hurt. But it'll help mm-hmm. you in the long run, mm-hmm. because sometimes we think we're all right. right. Long, I, I remember years ago, you know, getting up in the morning, going to work, not really getting in front of the mirror, just hurry up, rushing and running, and then get to work and 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 go look in the mirror and like, oh my God, you know, you see all these things, and that's how the word is. The closer we get to the word, it really shows us where how we look and our imperfections. So, getting closer to that word of God will show us up.
0: Maybe.
1: Absolutely. Um, oh. <clears throat> okay. Um, a, another thing that I was thinking of, especially when um, Bishop Holly was talking about a friend, sometimes people don't even have people that love them enough to tell them the truth. And, you know, they get in those relationships and there are certain things about them that they don't see, but they're affecting the other person with that negatively. And I think people sometimes shy away from it or frown upon it, but there's nothing wrong with counseling, I don't believe, because if you are wanting to take that next step of marriage, but you're doing something you don't see, and maybe the other person is too, having that third party say, hey, you're emotionally abusive, and you're not gonna go far unless you rectify that, or you're not a good listener, you don't communicate, or something like that, um, just to basically have someone else on the outside looking in to tell you, because sometimes you might think, oh, they're nagging or, you know, whatever like that, you don't want to listen. But a lot of times people just need to take that step back to really see who they are to, again, continue to better themselves. So when they do get in this stage of marriage, things are, you know, easier, I guess, and not just popping up and you just figuring certain things out, you know, stuff like that.
2: Go ahead, Yeah, um, one of the first things, I mean, I agree with, you know, everything that's being said, uh, Pastor Shandra, one thing she has said—I'm sure y'all already knew—the finance part, because for me, um, and not just me, but whether whether you are a female or a male, one thing that I think is probably on the back burner, as we've talked about burning and getting married and such, the financial state is probably nowhere in, not in the mind if you're, you know, focusing on burning or um, a lot of marriages today just don't honestly don't last or it's a lot of big problems. And you see it like on social media or tabloids or wherever it might be. Um, but finances is really a good one uh, because you have to be able to grow together um, while we're still here before the Lord comes and gets us all. So y- your credit scores and your finances and all those type of things have to be kind of rectified. I'm not like our pastor was saying how she still had debt. Okay, that's fine. But if you know you're deep, deep in debt and then you got people calling your phone and all this type of stuff, you don't want to bring that baggage in with somebody else because you're trying to live this perfect life. But in reality, you're not going to be able to enjoy it because you have so many other things that you have to take care of. So focusing on yourself and setting yourself up for that person to come in, he or she, whoever they may be, and say, OK, let's see if we can get something going together. But the other thing that I thought of um, its not necessarily what you should work on, but it's enjoying your singleness, because sometimes we will jump right into marriage at a specific age or in a prime stage of her life where it's like, well, now you have a, now you have a husband or a wife and now you have a child or two children. So you can't just say, Oh, well, I'm going out with my girls or I'm going out with my boys or I'm going to Cancun next week, or I'm planning a trip for a true, uh, for a cruise in the fall or wherever it may be. You can't say those things when you have somebody else. You can't say those things when you have a child or two or three or however many you desire to have. So I think sometimes we breeze past the fact, well, wait a minute, those prime years, you enjoy that. It's like people that went to a college or HBCU or wherever they go. They always talk. (laughs) We know, girl, we know. They always talk about how those were some of the best years of their lives. Well, I'm sure they weren't at home married with children. They were single and they were enjoying. They were getting the experience there's an experience that I feel as though you probably miss when you have to jump right into things instead of just enjoying your singleness. And I could be wrong. Um, but just even if, even if you have, if you're with child or even if you have a husband still enjoy that, but when you're a single, since we're talking about being in a single state on this particular question, enjoy that because sometimes it's, um, it's uh, it's thrown under the bus. Like, well, wait a minute. That's the stage of your life too, because you're not going to be able to pick up and go on a vacation. You're not going to be able to pick up and go to a simple restaurant. If you have a husband, you have to, is it okay if I go tonight because I know we had this, or I know we got to clean the house, or I know we said we was going to paint the shed and stuff like that. You don't have any of those things to worry about when you're in your single state. So I think enjoying your single state is also something that can be worked on just learning how to live and, and do it freely. And also like everybody else said, just getting those finances wrapped up. If there's emotional things that you deal with, if it's personal things that you need to deal with, you know, all those type of things. So then when the Lord does send that one, you'll be ready. And not that you won't have problems then and that you can't travel then, but I'm mm-hmm. quite sure it's a lot harder to travel with two children than when you can just pick up and get your four wheeled suitcase by yourself. So <laughs> just, just those type of things. <laughs>
5: Is my internet right?
2: Yeah, you
0: still choppy. <laughs> it's probably the airport. So <laughs> great. Yeah, you're breaking up. <laughs> it's breaking up. <laughs>
2: And the thing is, she probably has something great to say because she, (laughs) she's married with kids, and she's at a certain age. So it's like, try again. Uh,
0: (laughs) Turn the heat down. (laughs) I can't hear you. (laughs) <laughs> it's our birthday, so <laughs> um yeah, so um, there's a lot of things that we can work on um as we're single to prepare ourselves, you know, so that when we do get in you know a marriage or and things like that, it's a little a little bit easier um, the next question that I have are, let me see. Do you believe that um, marriage has been devalued um, nowadays? You know, according to how, you know, God designed for marriage to be, do you believe that marriage has been devalued? Because it seems that, uh, again, a lot of people get married, and then we also see a lot of divorces. Um, And it goes back to that God sent, God approved thing again. Um, So do do you believe that uh, marriage has been a little devalued, you know, in the current day versus, you know, previously.
2: So I can prepare to think about my answer. Can you explain what you mean by devalued? Because I'm taking it as you're saying like it's taken lightly. Correct. I think okay. it is now. I can it a, little get my answer more. It's, it's a little bit together. It's <laughs> taken a little
0: bit more lightly nowadays. To where it's like, okay, if it doesn't work out, we can divorce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> I mean, but your finances are tied together. uh, Your kids are tied together. There's so many different things that go into it. Um, So anybody can go. Has marriage been a little bit devalued in the present day? I think for sure,
1: 100% it has been. Um, And this is outside of like people marrying to burn. I just think people don't really take the time to get to know people anymore. Um, And That's That process is different for everybody. You can know somebody really well in a few months and it might take you to know someone really well in a few years. But I just don't think people take that time anymore. They feel like, let's say they have a criteria of who they want in a spouse. If they fit certain things off that checklist, okay, great. I'm ready to get married. And not necessarily because you still don't truly know them just because they fit your criteria. And I feel like because, I don't know what the rush is, but because there's a rush in so many people to get married once they feel like, okay, you match up, then we're ready and that's not always true. And I, 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 I don't know why that is, cause me growing up, like it was a serious thing. Like this is a covenant, like this is not just, we going to get ice cream, like we're, this is our lives. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know why, but yeah, I definitely see that these days that marriages back in the day are still going on today. And marriages now are, like, a few years, and then they're up and done. Uh, You know, so, yeah, it's definitely devalued. I'm not even sure why. Even, like, you can even look in sometimes in the secular world who may not even be thinking about the Bible version of marriage. They don't even be lasting like that. And before, again, they used to. So people's value of marriage is not even there anymore. They just, oh, we need this paper, so let's get it signed, and let's go to the courthouse. (laughs) And that's how So, yeah, I don't see the value much in other people anymore.
0: And I think a lot of times, um, I think like we've said on previous episodes, especially with women, women who seem to get over 30, then it's like the clock starts ticking or something. It's like you got to get married. You got to have kids because your biological clock is ticking. I think that's one of the things as well is why maybe some women may you know get married or maybe feel that they're pressured into getting married and that's not necessarily the case. Okay. If you don't have kids, then that's you know it's it's okay. <laughs> but you want to you want to get married and you want to do it right one time instead of having to get married three times. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, anybody else?
3: Well I I oh. like to say also too that you're so true that it's it's devalued unfortunately um, um there's the examples today um, can be stronger. Years ago, like you said, couples stuck together for years, 50 um, some years, 60 some years, even 70 years. Um, but today it's it's so free for all, it's a trend. If this one can do it and get away with it, then why can't I? And um, so people are watching and they're feeling like, well, and uh, unfortunately, in the church world, you know, people have watched and well, they got away with it and they, they, they're they still doing okay. The examples may not be as strong to help people know that, that you, you can work through it. You can work through it. Um, it's such an institution that God has ordained that is a blessing. Scripture says, He that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and he shall obtain favor. Well, I always tell my husband, I'm his favor I'm his. Favorite. <laughs> I'm his favorite. He found me. So my nickname is favor. <laughs> um, and, and it is so devalued. It, it really is. but through prayer and I feel through work, through counsel, th- having the right people in your life um, that will encourage you to, you know, to do the right thing. Um, even when you talk to people, having the right people to say the right things, to help you every area they can, to keep the link as strong as, as it can through prayer, through, through just talk, communication is what you need to keep in your life. Um, negativity, mm-mm. Ne- negativity is not what you need to keep value in your in your marriage.
4: I also feel that it definitely has been devalued nowadays. I mean, you just look in society. Um, uh, and I believe that's one of the downfalls of our society is marriage has become devalued, mm-hmm. not just in the church, but also in our in our community. Yeah. When you look up statistics uh, from slavery all the way down to about uh, the early 60s, mid 60s, 1970s, marriage, especially if you look in the African-American community, was was high. It was, it was, it was a high percentage. But for some reason, after the uh, sexual revolution, uh, it's your thing, do what you want to do. I can't tell you who to sock it to and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, it not only inter- infiltrated in the church, but also, and in, in, in especially in the African-American community, um, marriage has has the rates have gone down, mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the numbers, if I, I, I wish I had that question earlier, I would've brought those numbers up, but it has gone mm-hmm. down. When I, I do a lot of weddings, uh, my wife and I have done plenty of weddings. And one of the things that I notice that when it comes time for throwing the um, bouquet, all the single mm-hmm. ladies, they get excited and they come up and get ready to uh, catch the bouquet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fun. But now when it's time to throw the garter belt mm-hmm. and we call for all the single brothers, very <laughs> few brothers want to get in the line to catch the garter. Everybody's cool. Nobody wants to. And I, I really think that's sad because um, we ought to be teaching our young men the importance and the desire to marry, mm-hmm. to be training them. Now people want to just, uh, live together, I'll try it out, I'll live with it if it don't work. If yep. It don't work, and we'll, you know, we'll move mm-hmm. on and and that type of thing. So yes, marriage has been devalued greatly. And that's been the big failure in our community. Um marriage has 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 really been devalued. And I think we need to put an emphasis on the importance of marriage, not just rushing into marriage, like you all were saying, and not just getting married because of pressure, but we ought to be teaching our young men. Uh, young young boys as well as the girls to um, one day look forward to marrying somebody. And mothers training the daughters to be to be good homemakers and and to be a good wife. Not saying she has to just stay at home, but, but uh, work on her career as well. But also young men being prepared to take care of a woman, to take care of a wife. Um, I think, uh, of course, in this society we work together. I understand all that, but ultimately, that that man ought to be preparing. Back in the Hebrew culture, you weren't a good father if you didn't teach your son a trade or something to be able to take care of family, and it was emphasized. Even even in years gone by, and especially in Eastern culture where they had arranged marriages, and many of those marriages last. <laughs> they didn't know each other, uh, but but but. I feel it's good to take the advice of parents. Um, Daughters, listen to mom and and dad. Um, Sons, listen to your father. Um, Love is a decision. It's not just a feeling. So sometimes we go about feelings and all. All that will come later, but it's a decision. It's an act of the will. And um, oftentimes your parents have what's your best interest at heart. They can see some things that we can't see, and they can help us avoid a lot of pitfalls, a lot of traps, so I would include them in our, in our discussions, in our dis- decisions, even, you know, if you're younger and, and, and even if you're not younger, t- talk to them. Not, not that they control you, but, but, but to get their godly uh, advice. When I met my wife, and I'm, I'm going to leave it alone, when I met her, I still had some old school, school ways. And when I knew, I knew something was special about her the day I met her, the day I met her. <laughs> i saw the twinkle in her eye <laughs> i knew i knew it was something special but for real the things that i had been praying about and asking god for i saw in her just on the first time I met her, but i didn't know her so i said lord you know when i got an opportunity to get to know her over a period of time i i just sensed that she was and so I committed myself to getting to know her first and through prayer and asking God. And it wasn't long, it wasn't long that I knew this is who I wanted to be with and um, and God confirmed it. But my point is, is that um, I wanted to be married. I wanted to be married. And I wanna encourage the single women, those who desire mates, you know, sometimes you feel like, well, maybe I gotta take down because these guys, you know, guys don't wanna do this or do that, oh. no. You continue to honor God. Continue to seek God. Stay before Him in prayer. We have a testimony of one of our sisters at church. She found her husband at the altar. They were the ones that were leading prayer in the church, opening up the church for the Sunday morning for morning <laughs> prayer. And that's how they turn and end up marrying each other. And so she, for a while, you know, had, had been divorced and was single for a while, and and was, you know thinking, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be, but she got a hold of the horns of the altar. She asked God to give her the desires of her heart. She worked on herself. She dealt with her debt. She dealt with her personality. (laughs) And in time, her and this young man came together and, and they are a great couple. They are a great couple, but she found her husband at the altar. And I think we need to put a value back on marriage we need to put a value on marriage. It has been devalued in society and even in the church, the church a little better, but, but it definitely has been Mm -hmm. devalued and we need to lift it up.
0: And I also think that, um, I don't, I don't believe that just because a woman gets pregnant, that that's a reason to get married either. Just being honest. Um, I don't feel Mm -hmm. as a man that you should feel pressured into marrying just because you've gotten a woman pregnant. I don't feel as a woman that you should maybe um, just get married just because you've gotten pregnant. Of course, we don't want that to happen, but Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't feel that that's a reason or a necessity for you to get married to that individual. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Oh. I don't know if I, I mean, just listening to what everybody said, I do believe that it's been devalued. Um, I don't, the things that were popping up in my my mind, excuse me, y'all know I talk fast sometimes, um, was just like the lack of examples um, that individuals may have. Some people may not have an example at all. Um, So I think there's a lack of examples on what like core marriage should be, you know, through the rough times or the good times or whatever. Um, So they may not necessarily know how to stick it out or, you know, some of the things that have been named, but um, I can definitely say that it's been devalued. It's like, we just say, let's go get married. We just wake up and say, let's go do that. And then the same way we woke up and we did that is the same way it's like, seems like people might just wake up and say, let's get a divorce. I um, and just even leaving biblical terms out of it, it doesn't have to be someone who, you know, is saved. Even an unsaved individual, it just seems like it just means nothing when it's supposed to be a sacred thing. Yeah. Um, you know, but then it's like, what well, we want to reference. Oh, well, I'm the man in the house because God, I don't put God in it when you can't do what God says in the rest of your marriage, you know? So it's like, um, I do think it has been devalued, you know. And I'm just but that's just how it is. You know, we want to reference, we would like to put scripture where we want to put it at, you know. But well, right, I mean exactly. God said this, God said that, you don't have to obey, submit yourself, but then you no, know, you know, so let's try to work it out first and then throw all the scriptures on when everything's going the way it should be, you know. Right, <laughs> right. I think it has been devalued for sure. Um, and everything, you know, everybody has said is is true. You know, I don't That's pretty much it It has. I think it should get back, though, because marriage is a beautiful thing Um, and it's a it's a sacred thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always say it goes down to the love. It starts with Adam and Eve. And it's just a it's a it's a very and I don't think that's a even if you're unsafe, I feel like everybody knows a little bit about Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they know that God honors marriage. God is in some his name is referenced somewhere in any marriage. That's the way I look Mm -hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go through that whole Rick and roll and do all that stuff, and then it's like, you know, and some things happen with marriages. That's not what I'm saying, but it's been devalued and you see it so easily with people just separating. So mm-hmm. it has, and I do think that it should come back like, uh, Bishop was saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Like Najo said earlier, earlier, um, like Joel was saying, it's a covenant <laughs> that you're making before the Lord when you sit there. And you spend all that money on a wedding, invite all mm-hmm. these guests, and you get the pastor, and y'all making this this is a covenant that you're making mm-hmm. in front of the Lord, almost like a, a, a promise, you know, that you will, you know, provide for the wife. And, you know, the same for the woman. So it's a, and, I know Lindsay has something to say.
2: <laughs> oh, go ahead. Cause I was just gonna say something with what you just said. Go ahead, Lindsay. Oh no, I didn't know.
5: Am I breaking up? You, no, you
2: you're, you're right. right. <laughs>
5: Um, it's just been really good to me. Now, I just uh, totally agree with everybody, what everybody has been saying. I believe it has been devalued. I don't believe marriage itself has been devalued. I believe that the principles of the world have crept into the church and worldly principles have allowed themselves to come in and take oversight because we're not, we're allowing a lot of different things and a lot of different people on our instrument, you know, so oh, long story short, it's the worldly principles creep, creeping into the church, which is causing a devalue of marriage and what marriage is. And, you know, we live in a society now where people get married. You can have a side chick where people praise people from going from man to man to man to man and it's like don't nobody want to get married anymore it's like it's what we are putting on a pedestal i can't say we but you know it's like what the world is putting on a pedestal yeah. and what people are displaying um i think someone said it's a lack of representation um and a lot of times now if we be honest um the representation that we're seeing is married miserable people <laughs> and it's like they're miserable and you can it and it's kind of like why would I want what you have if you're right. miserable you know what I mean so it's so important that as, as b- believers that we are honest and I think um, it was Pastor Pastor um, Bishop Holly <laughs> okay.
0: I'm
5: sorry I got a call Go but I think it was his wife who said that um we have Oh, pregnancy brain. That just so distracting me so bad. We have to play, mm, I forgot the whole thought that just that fast, but we have to put emphasis on what we want to do. And a lot of times we say that people stayed married for 50 and 60 years back in the day, but there used to be a lot going on back in the day. Grandma Sue was getting beat up. She was three and four wives. So we being truthless, talk about it. And I remember Pastor yes. uh, Pastor Sandra said that it's not 50-50, it's a hundred a hundred, and that's every single day because they're gonna be where your spouse does not have a hundred percent to give, I mean fifty percent to give. So y'all already at a deficit. So when you apply that hundred percent, there are days, there are years, there are seasons where you have to meet the need for them. And I believe that is not that is not being shown, and the representation is not there. And we represent something that's not. I'm not going to give y'all a moldy piece of bread because y'all not going to want it, right? If I came, y'all came to my house and I gave you a saucer with moldy bread, like, nah, I'm good. So I think people are like <laughs> that. You're, They're putting marriage on the trail. It's like, nah, I'm going to yeah. beat you up. I'm going to cheat on you. And then, I don't know these rappers' names, but then I'm going to wife you up and give you everything you want. But I don't believe that's love. You got to beat me up for 15 years to tell me that you love me. <laughs> and that's the platter that is being put on, too. Yeah. And that's why it has become devalued and not, you know important oh that that's God. all I have to say y'all but I, I really enjoyed this y'all I love y'all I'm had to catch the replay I'm had to jump out the car because my family waiting for me in the restaurant but no I just really enjoyed y'all on today for sure happy right, birthday.
0: Sis,
4: bless you <laughs> Wear <the
0: Amen>. mask <laughs> all right I have one more question
2: and that's that's it Um, I'm sorry. I had something to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Because I heard you say like a wedding that costs like thousands of dollars. And, you know, my finance mind went back to instead of jumping into marriage, and spending a thousand dollars. Seriously, though, you all know, I like to play. But for (laughs) real, why jump into something and spend all this money? Because I like to see what I can get the most for my dollar. So, again, (laughs) while you're jumping into this, spending all this money, you could have put that on that six thousand dollar debt that you had. Or you could have put that on a car and paid it off, and now you don't have a car payment. Let's be smart about things. So think it over and don't just, you know, jump into things. And it's just being devalued. We just jump into it, and it, it don't even have to be like the love. It could be, oh, wait, they have too many bills and they have tomatoes, and then now that creates. What did they say? I think mom says "mountain of the memorial" or something like that. That's—I feel like that's an older saying, but
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, mom, memorial, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. my mom has
2: said that. But seriously, one problem then because it's like throwing a big jambalaya or something. That's your sausage, okay? Well, here go your rice because now the <laughs> bill's late, and it just stuff just keep me in thrown, and now the pot is overflowing. When if you had jumped back and saved all that wedding costs and put it on all these bills, then you wouldn't be talking about having this conversation. Period. So yeah. that thought came to me, so I had to say, I'm like, you know, just hold up a little bit, sis. <laughs> Uh, my last question was what are some of the
0: differences in how um dating or courting was back in the day for you all versus how it is today for us
3: (laughs) (laughs) well well back in the day it was (laughs) it was a little more um uh chaperoning where we would have um I, i have to say in my age um I did. I had kind of just missed a lot of that. Uh, my 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 pastor, Bishop Pearson, which was my grandfather at the time. Um, that was Bishop William Bonds, one of Bishop William Bonds' best friends. So <laughs> they thought a lot like so. You all can wow. relate. Um, my uh, my my mother kind of uh, balanced some things for me. Because in in the previous years that she had experienced, but <clears throat> there was How more. How old
4: is mom? Just to kind of bring that
3: up. My mother, my mother right now is ninety two. Mm-hmm, so <laughs> yeah, she, she's ninety two, going on twenty nine. So <laughs> <laughs> um, she kind of she kind of stood and 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 made a little balance for me because she wanted a level of protection to cover, but she didn't want exactly all that she had went through. Um, but, but back at the in the day, the chaperoning wasn't as tough for me, but it was still um, having more uh, connection with that person who you were seeing. Who you were seeing needed to really become very familiar with your parents uh, it was respect to them as well as the parents that they needed to know pretty much everywhere your whereabouts, where you was going, what you was doing, what you wasn't doing. So that caused us to act up and don't tell all the truth all the time, <laughs> and make pretend we were going here and we weren't. But nevertheless, it was a little more tighter then um, because the the level of respect from relationship to parenthood was a little different. There, there's a different level of respect today. Um, Sometimes the people that are dating doesn't have any respect for the parents. They, it doesn't matter. They feel, well, I'm dating you and that's it. But back in the day, it was a little more respect. So at one period of time, it was chaperoning um, where they felt you know it would be good to take somebody... Uh, With you, that goes back to the scripture, rather than better to burn, you know, than to marry. And then on the on the kind of upper scale, you had more of a check in connection. We don't really have that today, which in some cases has been a little dangerous in some in some forms, um, in life, physically as well as socially, uh, sometimes things have happened that I think that there should be a healthy balance with the respect of your dating habits along with your parenting or, or, or just even your around your ministry. Uh, it, it should be a little bit more respect uh, in, in some of the ways of how to date. You know, some things, unfortunately, you see on Facebook, it's it's kind of rough. There's there's no respect. I mean, like, hey, it's my party and I do what I wanna, you know. But I think that some of the differences of how we're dating and courting now versus the days in the past, one key word is respect. There's not the respect, but In some cases, I think we need to work harder on that to make sure that we not only respect ourselves, respect the ministry that's in us, respect the family, um, just respect your integrity, uh, the call on your life. Um, So the, 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 the courting now uh, versus then was a little more stricter because back then they felt like this is what I need to do to make sure that you're protected and that you're safe and that you're all right. Well, it's not like that today, so we're kind of carrying uh, the lead of it where we want to be careful. We we want to keep that word respect in every area. Um, to again to to our family, to ourselves, to the ministry within us, to the ministry three that we're part of, to um, our own integrity, to every every part of our life, so that that comes with respect. I think that's a key word.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also see um, when, when we think about the differences of how dating according was uh, back in the day versus today. Um, we, we, we were, I guess, what you call the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. So, and we have the millennial, and I believe now we're at, what, Z with some of the ones? Is that Z? where we're at? Okay. Generation Z. Uh, so you had the um, millennials, Generation X, or Generation X, millennials, and Z, somewhere around. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. But um, with the social, you have social media that is so prevalent. We didn't, we didn't have none of that. You know, I was, I laugh right now and I don't even remember too many phone numbers because we put them in our cell and you just hit their name and it comes up. But when we were coming up, you didn't have no cell phone, you called your girl or friend on the telephone. Had you, yeah, you had a black book. Yeah, you had a little book or you had in, in your memory because you remembered all those numbers, you know. <laughs> um, but but I think in, in the Christian home, in the family, um, there was definitely protection or boundaries there were a lot of boundaries that were set because they didn't want, you know, you to, you to mess up and, and um, hurt yourself prematurely. So I, I can remember when my girlfriend came over to the house. Now, I got me personally. I got married. This is my second marriage. My first wife passed away and uh, we were married for 27 years. And Pastor Sandra and I just celebrated 10. So 37 years, basically, of, of, of experiencing marriage. But I got married early, so I was only 20, and I don't recommend that. And my first wife was 18, so there was a lot of things that scripture, you know, better to marry, <laughs> you know, that was kind of in grills in the church back in the day, you know, and you got saved, and so you want to honor God and please God. I didn't even know it was wrong until later. I said, well, what does uh, fornication mean? And God said, uh, I think I got sex before you get married. I said, oh what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, I said, God don't want you to do that.
5: <laughs> I said, oh my God.
4: <laughs> <You know>? So <laughs> I gotta make a change. You know, so, so after that, you know, um, I had to I had to make a change because so, I want to honor and please God. But but basically um, you know, my grandmother would tell me, nope, nope, you ain't bringing nobody up in here, nobody in the house like that, you know, or in your room or anything like that. So there were boundaries <laughs> and it was for for our protection. And they could see things that we couldn't necessarily see, but it was it was definitely for our protection. So some of the differences are the social media, even in social media now, you know, you have Christian mm-hmm. Or um, you know all of those things, and that and that's another question that could come up: is that okay to do? You know, I had somebody <laughs> ask me that not too long ago. This is what you think about, you know, online dating and things. Um, I, I would say to each his own. Um, you, you know, you would have to examine your own self, and and if something convicts you in your heart, um, then then don't do it. But if, if, if you have peace with it and you're doing it in a, in a right way or godly way, then that's, that's between you and God. I don't want to I don't want to get into, you know, what some pastors have said or not said, But anything, you definitely have to be careful. You definitely have to be careful. You definitely have to pray. But a lot of differences are, are I would say, the boundaries um, that, that families put on, put on people on their um, children or sons and daughters to help them avoid pitfalls and, and traps and, and making, making uh, costly mistakes that could cost them the rest of their lives. Um, as you had said earlier, Yana, about um, you don't believe that you know a person should get married just because, because they got pregnant. But back in the day, that was one of the things. Yeah. You got pregnant, the shotgun came out, y'all getting married, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? To save face to, you know, make this so-called wrong, right? Uh-uh, you get married. Well, some of it worked and some of it didn't, yeah. you know? Some of it didn't. And so that's why it's important to try to honor God and do things God's way because we can avoid a lot of the traps and pitfalls. I would also say this as I close on this point. Um, I, I, I knew an older pastor, an older pastor. He had been married three times and all three of his wives had passed. And just before he passed, he he was preparing to get married again, and he called me up and he said, uh, uh, "Holly, uh, you got any old sisters down there? <laughs> <laughs> you got any sisters? Old mothers down there?" I said, I said I it's, "Yes, yeah, it's a couple of them." He said, "Well, I'm I'm, I'm courting. I don't have a lot of time." He said, "She gotta wear a hat. She gotta wear a hat." <laughs>
3: And he <laughs> the one needed the fluffer, right? Right. He
4: said, "Cause she, <laughs> cause she got her, but she gonna be a first lady, and she gotta wear a hat." And uh, I'm letting them know straight up that my aim is to get married. I ain't out here just dating to have fun or to go to movies. My aim is to get married, and I do believe. I laughed about that, but I believe he had a point that in our dating, if you really are considering marriage, that 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 ought to be up front. And, and not to get um, emotionally and, and tied into a person before you know this is where you're going or this is a person that you will really have interest in because that's when you can get caught up with soul ties and all that type of thing, and it makes it hard. Um, be up front. You know, I'm, I, I desire to get married, and so I want to see the uh, things that I'm looking for in this person before I get wrapped up into them and get emotionally tied. then it makes it hard because then after you get emotionally tied to the person and, and, and they're not really, then it's hard to break away. And so that's when you can find yourself in traps. So I, I still feel that you ought to date with a purpose and still have boundaries, whether it's yesterday or today, we ought to still have boundaries and we ought to get godly counsel, get counsel. Bring that fellow to your pastor, your mother, your father, or bring that daughter to your yeah. mother and father. Some, a lot of couples, you know, we, we hear and they just go ahead and get married and they haven't introduced them to their pastors or introduced them to their parents. And oftentimes it um, doesn't turn out the greatest. Mm-hmm. I do feel that you ought to include them, those people in your decision making and plans and get their blessings, get their blessings. I'll stop there. Okay. <laughs> I hope it was so. Oh
2: Anybody else? I will just say that um I have parents so I hear about what they said i know my dad likes to tell a story how he gave my mom his business card <laughs> like, <okay. laughs> and if somebody did that today i would probably think that they were trying to show off like okay so you're trying to tell me you have a business when that kind of doesn't that's like the last thing from my mind it's more it's more than that you know but that's something that he always says that he did so i guess they didn't probably didn't have cell phones i don't know but the, thing that, be- uh, <laughs> 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 the, the one thing that um Kind of, I was thinking about. Oh God, yeah, I've been, been forgot. No, the one thing I was thinking about is um, I, I'm still young, but I see a difference. I don't know if it's Gen Z, Zena, Zelda, whatever it is. <laughs> the younger generation, they have so much access to everything. And that probably plays a part into when they get older and get married or even, you know, I'm not that old, but even now, because they see so many things, there is no structure, you know, they're up all hours of the night. You know, I think my dad says one time he had to stay out all night because he didn't come in when the street light was off. So that means, okay, well, now you're outside for the whole night, you know, and I think that's a little (laughs) little out there. But I mean, that's his upbringing that he came from. And I'm sure that somebody probably has been through that today, too. But it's just no structure. It's no like, okay, well, you can go play with Billy for an hour and a half, and then you're gonna come in here and write, do your homework, you know, there's no structure, nothing's really broken down. It's like, okay, do what you want, or in sunday school nobody's sitting there telling you be quiet you know and my mom all she had to do was look you know and i already (laughs) knew to be quiet it's just i don't know where that comes from i'm not a parent so i don't want to um i don't want anybody to think i'm shaming them as a parent or anything like that but there is definitely um no guidelines and no structure um it's a lack and i feel as though if there's no change if the lord doesn't come it's gonna. You're gonna. It's just gonna be a downfall mm-hmm. even more because of the lack of structure. Um, you know, it's no, I remember I had a guy at my job one time and I had posted on Facebook about it and people disagree with me, but he was a, a, a black guy that had been in like the Air Force and all that. And he was telling me what he was planning to do. And he was asking, are you married and blah, 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 blah. You know, cause sometimes when you meet, just be real, when you meet black people, they talk to you like they've known you for years. And I'm just like, I just <laughs> met you, Mr. Clayton. I, you know, so it's <laughs> kind of like, I don't really know and I'm just using that name for example, but he was just like, you know, when you go to get married, check his credit, you know, because it says a lot of mm-hmm. things about him, it could tell you what he does and what he doesn't do. Um, th- I know one time my dad said, watch how he cut the grass. I was like, that is just <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. But the older season people will say yeah, yeah. things yeah. similar to that, you know. So I like Najo was saying earlier, a lot of times they don't collect data. She didn't use that um terminology, but I was watching something with Kiara Shearer and her mom. And um, I think she's been married to Bishop Jer- J. Drew Shear for a very long time. And she was saying that. You have to collect data. That's what you're doing. You're collecting data from a person when you're recording them or you're dating them. But it's like we don't collect data anymore. So I just feel like, you know, from what I can see, because I'm not that old, that the older generations or people just older than us, they took their time a little bit and putting people in place, like Bishop was saying whether I know my dad says, like, sometimes they would say, well, does she pay ties or do he pay ties? Because they wanted to know that, do they come to this service and this, and, that. and I know the day, just being honest, if somebody, he was like, well, I asked your dad, I'm like, why are you worrying about whether I pay ties or not? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't respect him. i was like, why are you doing my business? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it really change as you're older, but that doesn't mean that the old practices should change because it's what helped keep them, you know? So I definitely agree that, putting your village, as we've talked about before, like your pastors, your parents, if you don't have parents, who is it that you look up to that's older than you? If it's a grandma, I don't know, whoever, Elder, Elder Johnny, whoever it might be in your church, I don't know, Daniel, anybody in your church, you know, just include them and get guidance. And it doesn't mean that everything they say will be correct. Um, Because at the end of the day, you just like God gives us a choice between wrong and right, you have that choice on what you want to do with that relationship. So always keep in mind that it is ultimately your choice. They're not taking a choice away from you, but Asking for advice or letting them know On a specific situation It's just that you can even be vague about it Or make up to people And just kind of see where people's minds are In regards to your current situation Or why you're dating or why you're courting And I definitely think as I believe You might have both said that But I believe the had said it more like Take time to get to know people, um, because I think they probably did that back in the day too. I don't know, but like Bishop was saying, they pulled out that shotgun, and somebody may have been. <laughs> training, whatever. And they that, I hear it, it's better than married in the burn, you know. So I hear that <laughs> all the time. Like said, they always took their time, but just put some of them older practices back in and have more structure, and just take your time.
3: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And
0: Joe, did you have anything? <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that uh, like Bishop was saying, social media has definitely changed um a lot of things for us. Um and like we were saying on a previous podcast about um just building a friendship. And sometimes it's just that a friendship is not anything more. So with social media now you can post a picture with a guy and everybody's like, Ooh, who's that? <laughs> is that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And there's so many um so many things that are built around that. And it's like we're we're not even thinking about that. We're just friends. You know what I mean? Um social media has definitely changed um the way that we do a lot of things today. Um that was definitely the the last question that I had. Um, bishop and pastor, is there any encouragement
2: or I have a question?
0: If,
2: yeah. I do. It's, and I, it, I know we're wrapping up, but because I had mentioned it because we had a question on our last podcast and that we wanted to be answered. So I felt like if you two could just answer it, that would be great because we could keep it short. What would you say is maybe going too far or too much when you are in your courting stage? um maybe it's i i don't know maybe i know some people said like riding the car years ago if it because like ayana just said wonder where they go when i'm going to dunkin donuts you know because you're with the opposite sex It's like wonder what you're doing so like could you say what would you say is kind of too much in the courting stage whether it's maybe you're staying out too late or i don't you're not telling people where your whereabouts are your pastor, what would you say is too much or what, what advice would you give
3: um, I, I would say that it's, it, um, you're coming from the spiritual perspective of what's too much. I would say when you feel that you don't have control, when you feel that the control is, is wrestling and there is a constant battle um, when, you, when you are out, when you are together, when you're alone in certain places, if those areas are are causing more of a battle, then I would I would suggest that you would um, shift and maybe entertain it in places that's maybe a little more safer. Um, don't don't set the 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 uh, atmosphere too intimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those the lights. Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't set it too intimate that you know who you are you know you know that there's a part of, of the human uh nature that loves that that need love and sometimes people have made it a bad it's not a bad thing it's how it is conducted and so when you know your temperament you know your self-control or you know what's more um harder for you then it's good to take another angle and, you know, being mature about it, knowing what's the best place. What's it, Maybe you just need to go to Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe, maybe that's the best place to go for a season. Um, and know your limitation, know who you are. Just because you have emotions and desires doesn't make you a bad person. But it's, it's putting that in the right perspective at the right time as God has given it to be unified through the scripture. So if you know, um, you know, that, that that whole lot of uh, one-on-one, you're not ready for no candlelight dinner, you know, by yourself. <laughs> oh, we just going have no, no, no. Fire burns. <laughs> but, you know, it's no... Fire has one definition. That is the burn and it can destroy. So when you know that that fire is too high, then you need to take a detour and find what works for you. Going out, being with people, um, being around people, traveling with people. um, Do that. Do that until things change. Maybe if, if, if later on you can have things a little better, but if you see that you can't, don't play with fire.
4: Yeah, that, that's that's good stuff. I, and and what I would re, uh, refer to back what I was saying earlier is putting boundaries. Putting boundaries. Yeah, um, you definitely want to have some golly boundaries. There's there's some. Uh, I think a book by um, Townsend. I, I forget his first name, but he had a book called Every Man's Battle, and I think he also later they did something with women. But he emphasized the importance of men having boundaries. And so some of the boundaries would be you know not to do certain things at certain times um being with other couples of course you want to be alone you know Mm -hmm. but 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 um being accountable to to some um you know so I, i would say each person has to do that um old school was you know not to hold hands not to kiss not to you know do none of that you know but um paul did say to avoid fornication, he said, it is it's good that a man don't touch a woman, don't touch a woman to avoid fornication. But we know, you know, you hold her hand and different yes. things like that. But you know, as men, we don't want to be too, you don't want to be touchy-feely, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and, <laughs> and, and the girls, you want to guard yourself because as pastor said, we're all a human, we have natural desires. And so you want to keep that in, in check. You want keep it, to keep it in check and and as i said include others in in, in going out or, or doing whatever you do include some other couples or, or other friends and even even sometimes with your parents i know it may sound crazy but even with your parents you know there may be times to do some things and have some fun and and, and you can still have fun and get to know each other but definitely i would say use Use boundaries. Or Use other boundaries. friends. You know. Mm-hmm. Just, well, yeah, other friends. You
3: know, just mm-hmm. like just like you all are good friends if, if you, you know, maybe go out together and, and you all kind of mm-hmm. double date or triple date, however, you know, to be safe and to mm-hmm. be comfortable. You know, that 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 can work. Mm-hmm. If if it if it works good with you, just to be safe. Because we and then I'ma quit here. Coming up, um, I used to hear having passion. And love was so wrong. And it's not. It It is how you allow it to be conducted in the proper way that the standards of the scripture will allow you to in the proper time. So you don't want to um, feel that, you know, you want that flesh to come subject to God, to come subject. You don't want to kill all the little tiger in you now, because when you get your spouse, you're going to need a little bit of that tiger there. That's all right. <laughs> so... It's all right to it. have the target at the right time, when you're married at all. But um, you want that to stay under subjection. And it's, it's sometimes it's good to just feel feel wholesome, clean, um, uncompromised care and love for somebody because we were made with those emotions. And sometimes that's when it causes people to just go crazy because um, they're trying to deny the fact that we have been born with levels of passion and, 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 and social desire, just, just like with this pandemic it's, it's such a crisis because we, we have a part of us that is, that has been connected to socialization, socializing. So to, to distance and cut that, it, it, it it's, it's very hard. That's a part of our nature. So is passion. Yeah. Like I was um, saying
0: on a a previous episode is, you know, you just have to know your own limitations and what it is that you can and cannot handle. So, you know, if you can't handle going to the movies, you know, (laughs) with the young man, then y'all need to go to Starbucks and the well.
3: (laughs) Don't let us see you all in the movies. Like what is going on up there? You know, (laughs) yeah.
0: So, we definitely um thank both of you for joining us <laughs> on yeah. uh, today. I know you all just got out of service, but we just got out of service like around 1.30. so <laughs> I know mm. you you know are ready to eat and everything. I know Mama's hungry. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we definitely um thank you all for joining us today. and um again, we are gonna come back with um part two on next week. And we thank you all for watching. Um. Uh. Can you pray us out?
2: Yes, ma'am. I thought you was going to get Bishop to pray us out, but sure. No, no. Bishop, can, Bishop can pray oh. us <laughs> out. Okay.
4: You want us to? Okay, okay. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for divine discussions. We thank you for these uh, uh, young people, Lord God, who have put this together. We thank you for their vision, for their desire to minister to you and to your people. And we ask that you will continue to bless them. We thank you for these topics, Lord, that they discuss that that are enlightening and that give us something to think about and to seek you about. We ask that you would bless everyone in their place, in their state that they're in, in, in our singleness, those that are married, in whatever place we might be. But help us to honor you. Help us to seek you first, your kingdom, your way of doing things to bring you glory, honor, and praise. Bless those that joined in and were watching. We pray that something may have been said that would encourage them and strengthen them and that you will be glorified. If there's any loss, we pray that they would be found, that they will call on you for salvation, that you would save, heal, and deliver. Heal every marriage, every area, Lord, where we've been wounded and broken. We ask you to restore relationships. Bless every single person as they seek you and honor you. Those that desire mates, Lord God, We ask that you would bless them to uh, the husband or men to find a white wives, Lord God, that will love you and honor you and that they can build families to give you glory. Help us to work on ourselves. Help us to be all you called us to be. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.